are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. we got the usual four, myself, Phil, Nate, and Chev. Good to see everyone's smiling face. And tonight we're going to be talking about some running back stashes and as well as some other good stuff. So let's just get right into it. Week 13 is here. You are making the playoff push as we speak. Depending on when your playoffs start, they could be starting this week. So beware of the bye weeks. I also saw on Twitter today some people mad that players were on bye week 14. How dare they be on a bye week when the NFL signs them too? Messing with your fantasy rosters. Um, so hey, let's talk about some running back stashes. I'm sorry, this isn't just running back. We're gonna talk, we're gonna do a dynasty player price check first. Okay, what are we gonna do with these guys long term? We're gonna move them, we're gonna keep them, we're gonna trade for them. So let's find out what we are going to do. Let's go with the first one. Chev, we're gonna start with you. What are you going to do with James Conner? Do you think he holds any value past the season, or is this a one-and-done thing? Yeah, so James Conner is on a one-year contract, and so is Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds is gone after this year as well. Um, I think we've seen what they need in a running back. They need somebody that's a bruiser, somebody that can be physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think Kyler can handle the rest if he stays healthy. I think we, they don't really need a shifty back. They can find one in this next draft class. There's a lot of guys that can catch the football coming out. So I think they can definitely just pick out one that they like, maybe a second or third round pick, fourth round maybe. seems like that is a, a good, successful way to get running backs sh- showing what the Patriots are doing. So I know Sean's smiling about that one. But I, I like James Carter, man. He's a guy that has really been successful in Arizona. I didn't think that the running back was going to be too great in Arizona. I think I thought they were going to throw the ball around like crazy uh, with Kyler getting injured. I think that changed that a little bit. But I think James Conner is doing exactly what they need him to do. He stayed healthy. He's been an awesome touchdown scorer for them in the red zone. And I, I think he finds a way to get back on that team next season. And if he doesn't, he's going to go somewhere. If he goes to Buffalo, I would love him in Buffalo. I think he'd be good there as well. So uh, I think the sky's the limit. James Conner is definitely going to get a contract after this season, after his showing of what he's done with the Cardinals. Jeff, you and I talked about James Conner in the preseason too, and we were kind of like, yeah, he's going to be there. He's probably going to be a better best ball play. You know, it might be a spot starter, but he's really carved out a role. Chase Edmonds has been kind of on and off the field. You know, Mm -hmm. Benjamin was actually relevant a few times. Unfortunately, Jonathan Ward did get injured. Much to the chagrin of Nate, but um, okay. So Chev says sky is the limit for James Conner, and you know what? Yeah, Chev, I'm going to take your word for that. Let's move on to the next guy. That is DK Metcalf, and for the guy that hates when I says what everyone's initials are, it's the Kalen Zacharias Metcalf. He is a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks, so he has had no touchdowns since Week Eight. He's had only one 100-yard game this season, so I'm going to talk about DK Metcalf, of course. When I finally get to acquire a player that I really, really like and that I've never had before, a guy that a bunch of startups this year, he craps the bed. 
Is it a combination of Russell Wilson being hurt? Is it just the offense? I mean, the running game has been abysmal. Hasn't been the Seattle running game that we've seen, which obviously helps set up the pass. Geno Smith was in there, although Geno Smith didn't look that bad, really, starting for Russ. So um, what am I going to do? Look, I'm going to try to get as much DK Metcalf as I can, to be honest with you, because now is the time to buy. If you believe in the talent, which I do, then why not? If another quarterback comes in, a guy like DK Metcalf is only going to help him because he's going to get open with his speed. He's going to go up and jump and get the ball. This will help any young quarterback that comes in. And obviously, if Russell Wilson stays there, the rapport is already there. It's just a bad season for the Seahawks. We've seen it happen from time to time. Teams can always rebound back. Um, so let's move on to the next one. Nate, you want to talk about A.J. Brown? Had some injury history here. What are you doing with A.J. Brown? Yeah, uh, A.J. Brown is a guy that uh, you were just talking about, a guy that you have recently acquired. A.J. Brown's a guy I have recently acquired. Um, coming into this season, I didn't have A.J. Brown in any of my leagues. And at this point, I have him in two of my leagues because – when you know he's not putting up the great numbers because the Titans offense, you know, is missing Henry. They're just they don't have an identity anymore. They can't just rely on passing the ball downfield. It's not who they are. Uh, when the team's not jiving and AJ Brown's not producing, and then the injury on top of that, this is really the lowest value-wise he's been since maybe about halfway through his rookie season. And this is the time to buy. Uh, he's only in his third year. He's still very young. I know that we're looking at it and like, oh, it's kind of an injury, you know, history here. Is he injury prone? You know, people like to throw that word around. Um, one of my guys I like to follow on Twitter, Jeff Mueller, he was talking the day about how AJ Brown had a you know pretty decent knee surgery this offseason. We don't really haven't really talked about that. Uh, it was it was it wasn't anything major like a torn ACL, but he had a decent surgery that he's still probably dealing with, you know, lingering pain and stuff from. So next year, he'll be a full year out of that surgery. I don't think the injuries are going to continue to follow him. Remember when we called Keenan Allen injury-prone for the first three years? I know he's a little bit older and has dealt with some injuries, but there was a stretch there that Keenan Allen did not miss games. And I think A.J. Brown, I'm not worried about the injury history yet. I mean, if this continues into the next two years, maybe at that point. But at this point, A.J. Brown is hes only 24 years old. I mean, he's so young, and he's already such a good player. Uh, he's already shown that he's basically quarterback proof. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill is an efficient quarterback, but it doesn't take much for AJ Brown to produce because once he gets the ball, he makes things happen. So I'm sticking with AJ Brown. He's his production so far in the NFL has been intense. It's been immense, and this is the time to buy because if you're looking towards next year, he's going to be a top top dynasty wide receiver and top redraft receiver once again. Okay. So we had two, before we move on, we had two miss old miss wide receivers here. Let's throw a third one in here. We'll, we'll each go around. We'll just rank these guys real quick. We'll start with you, Nate. So rank these three old miss wide receivers, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and Elijah Moore. Yeah, I think this is pretty easy for me. It's going to be AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore. Okay. Chef. Yeah, I'm going the same way. I can see where maybe you flip DK and AJ Brown, uh, but I like AJ Brown a little bit more than DK at this point. Okay, Phil. That's about the same. I mean, I can understand why you would throw Elijah Moore in there. He has flashed a ton, especially with uh, mediocre quarterback play. But uh, you you can see, you know, just from pure 
<clears throat> pure height and speed and weight between AJ Brown and DK. I can't move him out there quite yet. My favorite thing though is Elijah Moore has done it with multiple quarterbacks too. So it's not just mm-hmm. a one QB guy. He can play with anybody. So that's that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting to see for sure. Yeah, Pork, I should throw you off the podcast. Mike White has a jersey <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Like what come on, dude. <laughs> um, for me, White, how'd they get your jersey, Mike? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if I was an NFL quarterback, I would be Mike White. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with you guys. I'm gonna go AJ DK and Elijah Moore. Uh, there's also another guy we'll be talking about this off season coming out. I believe Jonathan Mingo is he? He's available to be drafted, right, Nate? He's uh, he is eligible. eligible. We will see. Okay. Uh, he didn't have the greatest season. Uh, no Ole Miss wide receiver really stood out this year as a top draft prospect. So, we'll which is. That. Which is odd because they've been pumping these guys out lately. They have Matt Corral there, so you would think there would have been yep, something. So right. it's kind of odd there. But uh, let's move on to the last guy. And Pork wants to talk about Javante Williams. Pork, did Twitter go nuts? Did Javante have the game he was supposed to? Thousand yards, seventy touchdowns in one game, or how do you do? And what are you doing? Uh, what's his cost to get this guy right now? Is he worth the hype? I mean. It, it sure sounded going back to the first question. It sure sounded like Twitter was going ham, like he just ran for a thousand yards in that game. But I mean, I think it was just more the anticipation of Melvin Gordon finally just getting hurt, or you know, we was thinking he was going to get hurt, or Javante was just going to straight up beat him out. And so seeing that we can see him get the full allotment of carries, uh, and what he did, I believe, it was like eighty percent of his uh, yards were after contact, which is outrageous. It was like 80, 86 yards or something like that after contact. Um, I think right now it's a little bit too expensive to try to acquire him now. I've been trying to tell you from week one till last week, see what you can get to get him for next year. Chev was to keep throwing that out there. Get Javante mm-hmm. Williams while you can. Right now, it's going to cost you maybe two firsts or a first and a good player to get you him. Missed and, right, you missed out. You missed out. and right, Yeah, you definitely missed out. <laughs> so, I mean, for value, there's no point. So, you might not, don't even sell him. Just keep him. Like, the, the seller, the seller people on Twitter sell Javante immediately. They're, they're dumb, for lack of better terms. Don't do that. I have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. If you don't move him now, he could lose value. But, and I was talking to somebody uh, they were DMing me. They had questions. I'm happy to answer your questions, but I'm happy to sell a player at a reduced value if I win a championship because that mm-hmm. is the ultimate goal here is to win your fantasy championship, right? Mm-hmm. If I could get two first for Javante, I'm just going to throw it out there. If I get two 2022 first round picks for Javante Williams now, but I use Javante Williams to win a championship and I get a first and a third next year and I retool or I keep Javante Williams. You know, it doesn't matter. Use any player there. The goal is to win championships. I think sometimes we're too focused on getting our max value. You know what mm-hmm. the max value is? Getting more money player. in your bank account because you won the <laughs> championship. Exactly. That is the max value. You could talk about this. You want know realistically, if you're in too many leagues, you win the championship, cash out and bounce. You can do it all <laughs> over again in a different league. Who cares? Right? Right. You can't always think about tomorrow. We are pushing for the playoffs right here. You have to at some point. Hunker down, use the waiver wire, and win the championship. So stop worrying about tomorrow when it's right now. It's playoff time. All right. So right. those and are some guys. Before before I let you say that, he's also 22 years old. So we're we're going to roll with these young running backs. 
unless you want to trade him to get somebody older like a Dalvin Cook, and then he gets her or Zeke, who looks like uh, what's his name, Marion Barber now, running slow as hell. He can't do it. So keep 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 your young uh, running backs if they're producing like Carter um, and Williams from the same team. They're both looking good. Keep them moving. You know what? Actually, that brings up a good point. Before we move on. Yeah, put this in the, the Patreon chat. I don't know if everybody got to see it. Um, I was offered a trade today, and this is a league that I'm competing for a championship. Um, I was offered I would get Ezekiel Elliott. Straight up, I would give Leonard Fournette. Full disclosure, I already have Tony Pollard on my team. I've been starting him. He's been startable. Would you guys make that trade? Would you give up Fournette for Zeke? Pork, you wouldn't. Chev, what do you think? Would you make that deal? Uh, I'm trying think, to win it. I'm competing. I mean, I think you got Pollard already. I think that's a good mm-hmm. little stash behind it. Um, Lenny's just been unreal. Mm-hmm. Lenny has the most catches in the NFL at running back, I believe, right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm sticking with Lenny and and riding that Tom Brady wave. I seem to not be able to figure out when to start Tom Brady. So every time I start him, Lenny scores four <laughs> touchdowns rushing. And so uh, I'm, I'm, if I had Lenny, I'd be happy. So I would stay Lenny. Nate, which is weird. Ra- yeah, I know. It, it is weird, but, I mean, he's playing great. Nate, mm-hmm. you going to ride the hot hand, or what would you do? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because you know you're going all in for the championship, but if you don't make it, you know I don't know what Leonard Fournette's outlook past this year is. Um, mm-hmm. He definitely seems like a league winner though, and I think you know if you you're right there on the cusp and you know you think that keeping him gives you the best shot, I think you keep him. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like you said, you deal with the consequences of the less valuation later because you know if you can get a championship out of it. I mean, who cares if all you can sell them for is a third next year? I mean, you got a championship yeah. out of it. Yeah. I'm going to take my own advice and push now and bounce later. How's that sound? <laughs> Genius. There you go. Perfect. So, listen, you know, speaking of all these things, playoffs, you know, price checks, that's all great. But the question is, do you like DFS? Do you wish you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. While the best ball platform season-long drafts are closed, there's still weekly drafts and pickums for every game. Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code REWIND, all one word, all caps. When you make your first deposit, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. That's a lot of money. So you deposit a hundo, you get a hundo more to play with. Boom. Link is in the description. We hope to see you there. So, um, you know what? Let's let's move it on now. Hold on, let me get back to where I need to be. Sorry, had things mixed up. All right, great. There it is. All right, so let's move on to our Debbie Player of the Week and our very own Nate Christian. He's going to be talking to us. Nate, who do you have for your Debbie Player of the Week? Yeah, so this guy just set some records at his college. And this isn't just some regular college like Kent State or Marshall. This is a top SEC school. And he's a true freshman. He just set the record for single-season receiving yards and touchdowns at his position in Georgia football history. That is Brock Bowers. Um, This guy came into the college landscape as the number three tight end and this last recruiting class true freshman so he's 19 years old out there and look at those numbers in the sec as a true freshman 
And his game last week really showcased his ability in front of all of us against Alabama. Um, in against Alabama, he put up some great numbers. He had 10 catches for 129 yards and a touchdown. And one of those touchdown catches, I mean, he caught the ball. He had a couple of people bounce off of him and he made it into the end zone. This guy not only has a physicality that we like to see at tight end, but he is very athletically gifted. He ran a four five forty as a sophomore in high school. So he's not like the Zach Ertz chain mover that we're used to seeing, you know, as a, the prototypical tight end. He's really one of those new breed tight ends who the, the athleticism is just off the charts for a guy his size. Now he's not the biggest dude in the world. He's only six foot four, about 230 pounds. But as a true freshman, he still has room to grow. He still has room to, you know, fill out, become even more physical. He's a good blocker. He does not lack in the blocking game. And you can't lack in the blocking game when you go to Georgia. You know, it's school that's run first. So he has plenty of inline blocking snaps. He goes out in the slot. He can break the seam. He can run good routes. He's aggressive after the catch. You know, right now, I tweeted out this weekend that Brock Bowers might actually be my Debbie tight M1. And this was met with some, you know, some, oh, well, maybe not, because Michael Mayer is still, you know, looking pretty great out of Notre Dame. And I have nothing against Michael Mayer. It's probably a 1A, 1B situation here. But Michael Mayer, you know, the last two years, he's averaged about 10, uh, 12 yards per reception. Brock Bowers is a true freshman in the SEC on a run first team, just averaged 16.8 yards per catch. Uh, that explosiveness is just really unreal at that position. Um, I, I love seeing that. That's something you just can't teach. And the ability for him to make plays for his team at such a young age has just been so impressive so far. And he, he's my tight end one for Debbie now. Uh, I'm not a guy who's going to go early at Debbie uh, tight end very often, but I would be very, very happy to have Brock Bowers on my team. And I don't mind waiting the extra year compared to Michael Mayer. Uh, that's just more room for this guy to grow into what is going to be a first-round pick and hopefully an exceptional tight end who can make big plays in the passing game and also compete in the, on the ground in the trenches. This is going to be a guy that the NFL loves. So Brock Bowers is my guy for this week. Really showed off in his game against Alabama. He's got the playoffs now, so we'll get to see him a bit more on the national TV. Uh, so keep an eye out for Brock Bowers. He is the offense of Georgia uh, what until this week was the number one team. He's a true freshman. Nate, uh, Georgia Stafford has been quoted as calling Brock Bowers George Kittle 2.0. How do you feel about that? You think that's fair comp? Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready to give a comp to a true freshman yet. I want to see him kind of develop a bit more in his game, but I see what they're saying in that. You no, know, he has a physicality, he's a strong runner after the catch, uh, while also having the athleticism. So, I mean, I, I don't mind that at all, you know, because we've seen George Kittle make some big plays and when used properly, you know, have that higher yards per reception for a tight end. All right. Perfect. So uh, that is our Debbie player of the week. Nate, thank you very much. Um, I think it's kind of rare that we do a tight end on Debbie player of the week, but you know, I think it's important too. everybody complains about the tight end landscape in fantasy football. So, you are getting ready right now to smash your drafts mm-hmm. two years from now. If you can do plenty more of that, you head on over to patreon.com forward slash dinosaur rewind for a dollar a month. You get our group chat, which I even participate in for $5 a month. You get everything else, your written content. You get our bonus podcasts, which these guys are going to record after this show. I'll probably uh, let this show simmer for a day and then release that podcast on Thursday. Um, 
So yeah, do it up. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. I will be nice to you if you sign up over there. So before we move on to that one question, are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? Way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups. If that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap and navigating player contracts, as well as setting your lineups. Sure, rookies are a value now, like Javante Williams, but what about in the future, like Dalvin Cook? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It is time to own your dynasty at dynastyowner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. You guys are champions right here. So uh, Dynasty Owner knows that we know what we're talking about. We know that Dynasty Owner is a great platform because these guys crushed it last year. I can take no credit for that. Not involved at all. It's a good thing about being the host. I can just pass it on to other people. So speaking of people, they seem to like when we did our stash or pass last week. So we're going to do it again. And this week we're going to be talking about some running backs. So, Phil, we're going to start with you. And why don't you tell us, who you're stashing, and then we're going to see whether we pass or not. All right. So um, I'm going to go with a guy. He's a little bit older, um, had a little bit of an injury concern, but I'm going to go with Marlon Mack here. Um, he's a guy that we've seen him produce. Uh, he, he's had about like a 4.5, 4.7 yards per carry, um, and he's had a 1,000-yard year. Uh, but, you know, with his injuries, you can't really – you can't really base you can't really like go into a season with somebody like that. So wait for him to get healthy. Boom, second round comes around. JT is there. You have to take him. That's understandable. Of course. Um <laughs> that's uh, yeah, definitely of course. So when it comes down to it, you know, there's no not really carries for him. Uh trade trade deadline came up. Um, I guess they might have been asking for too much. They so he just let him uh let him go. Let his contract go until he can finish it out. You never know. You never have too much depth in this league, especially when you go into the playoffs. Um, so next year he'll be a free agent. Um, I really feel as though he's going to get, you know, he'll probably go on a one-year deal, one-year prove a deal, and go to a, a pretty good team. And he really didn't need too much of a good of an offensive line. Uh, back then, I believe, when he had that 1,000-yard season, the offensive line was kind of beat up. I think I believe it was the year Andrew Luck was getting killed back there one of the reasons why he retired, but he was still able, still able to average about uh, between four and five yards of carry. Um, the only thing that concerned me at one point is that they refused to throw him the ball. Um, but with his profile coming out of college, he can catch the ball. Um, so we saw that. So hopefully if he goes to another team, they can uh, utilize that, that receiving work uh, plus him being able to run in between the tackles and, uh, and make some nice bounce out runs in this league. So, um, I think if he goes to a good team, I think he'll definitely get signed. Somebody will take a take a stab at him, and uh, I think he can work for your team next year. All right, so um, we'll start with me on this one. I am going to also stash Marlon Mack. Porgy, you you said it all beautifully. I think he goes somewhere. I'm actually really surprised that he did not get traded. I would have loved to see him go to Atlanta. Although they seem to be doing well with Cordell Patterson, um, but I just think he's better than Mike Davis. You know, there's a bunch of spots, and we see injuries happen all the time. Who knows what the Cam Akers preseason injury? There could be something like that that happens next year. Not that I want that to happen, but it's always a possibility. So I'm going to stash Marlon Mack as well. Chev, what are you going to do? I think I'm going to pass on Marlon Mack. Um, 
for me, I think it's a little telling maybe that nobody did trade for him and maybe his value is definitely not going to be what we may think uh, going into next season. I, I can see him maybe getting in the backfield where it's running back by committee again. And I'm not sure that I'm, I'm wanting him for that run. All right. Nate, how about yourself? Yeah. Um, this is a hard one. I don't really know what I want to do. Um, I think I could really go either way, but I'm actually mm-hmm. going to go ahead and stash Marlon Mack. And I'm going to say that maybe he has like a little Lamar Miller kind of relevancy to the next two or three years where um, he comes up now and again as a flex play and, you know, sometimes maybe an RB2 play. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a guy that just kind of moves out of the league. Uh, he, he wasn't ever one of the top guys, but he had plenty of talent to run the ball. So, um, yeah, I think that's like my, my comp for maybe what his ceiling is. You know, that kind of Lamar Miller, you know, he's, I think Lamar Miller had like 800 or so yards, maybe reached 1,000. Um, oh. But, you know, it wasn't the workhorse. Mm-hmm. I think Marlon Mack kind of had that to like the next two or three years of his life, you know, career. Not his life, like his life, life, <laughs> football life. Sorry. Right. Yeah, and and uh, another thing too. Uh, see, he has a little bit of more fresh legs too. He's only twenty five at the moment, so it's not like he's like old, old. Um, you know the guys I usually like, but he's got he's pretty he's pretty much fresh, and and he goes and he's uh, I think he can you know fit somewhere that could be serviceable. And like Nick said, it can get to a point where he can have a good game, and you can sell him for value. I agree with that. Uh, Sean's putting in the uh, the bag. Philadelphia for Marlon Mack. I doubt it. Miles Sanders still under contract for next year. They'd probably rather resign Jordan Kenny Howard. Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell's there. Boston Scott's run really well. So mm. I think they're good there. To be honest with you, um, yeah, I personally would love to see him in like Atlanta or Miami. I think would be good landing spots for him for him to get a decent amount of work. Um, let's move on. So Nate, who is your dynasty stash? Yeah, so I, I really struggled just picking a running back because running backs at the end of rosters and on taxi squads usually just aren't that good. Um, and, you know, you're when you're looking at upside, that's the problem with the dark like dark horse running backs. There's just not much visible upside with these guys. Uh, but I went with a guy that I've been harping on for about two years now. That's J.J. <laughs> Taylor. Um, I know he hasn't really done much this year. And after the James White injury, I was really excited about what we could see J.J. Taylor do in that role. He hasn't really been in that role. Uh, when Damian Harris and Stevenson were out, he did get some carries and some touches, but didn't really do too much with it. And now he's actually on the COVID uh, reserve list. So just not the second season that you really want to see, especially when we were kind of hoping for him to take a step up with the James White missing games. But I still think... You know, next year is the final year for me to have some faith in J.J. Uh, I think Mac Jones is a quarterback that we could see check down the ball pretty often. Mm-hmm. Now, J.J. Taylor is going to have Stevenson and Harris in front of him, so he's never going to get uh, a lot of volume. But if he works himself into that James White role, which we know was annoyingly relevant, um, you know, he has upside in PPR league still if he can get himself into that role. I think Mac Jones would be a great quarterback to kind of give him dump offs and you know jj taylor would i don't know if he'd even ever have like a running back one week but he's if he has that volume he would be a very solid flex all right um 
So I'm gonna I'll start here. I'm actually gonna pass on JJ Taylor unless I have a really, really deep roster, like really deep bench, deep taxi squad. And you know, you're talking about that role. Sometimes I wonder if the roles are there because the players are there to fill the role. And I think that the New England Patriots are smart enough that if those players aren't there, they adopt their roles to the players that they have, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So um, for that reason, I'm going to pass. I think they're going to rely on Ramondre. They're going to rely on Damian Harris. And they're going to throw the ball one to five times a game and just win somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my take. Phil, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm going to pass on JJ as well, just only based on uh, Belichick. Uh, you would think J.J. Taylor will be something, but then he also makes Brandon Bolden irrelevant. Um, he's throwing the ball to Ramondre Stevenson, too. So I, and I think as long as Brandon Bolden is able to play football, I think he's always going to be that RB3 on the team that just annoys everybody, including J.J. Taylor. And I'm a fan of J.J. Taylor, but I'm, I think it's just I think it's too much of an uphill climb for him to, ha- to have a little bit of relevancy uh, next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Chev, are you going to make it over three on the pass? I, sadly, I'm going to make it over three, and I'm going to pass. <sighs> I, uh, I'm sorry, Nate. No, it's okay. That's okay. All right. Um, perfect. Let's move on. All right, Chev, then who are you stashing? Let's see if we go over three on your stash. Well, I'm going to stash a guy. You know, I feel like I've been talking about Chicago Bears a lot this season, but I feel like this guy really does have a good chance to possibly take a, a huge step next season, depending on what the Bears do um, this offseason, especially with changing team or changing coaches. Uh, Khalil Herbert could have a chance to be relevant. I still think that the Bears would go out and get somebody if they let David Montgomery go, but I just do not see a new – GM coming in and paying high money for a running back. I don't know if that's the way to go in the NFL these days. Uh, So I can definitely see them drafting somebody maybe later in the draft. But Khalil Herbert has shown that he can he can carry the load. He's carried the ball 19 to 20 times, 19 to like 25 times, about three games when uh, Montgomery was hurt. He caught five passes out of the backfield in one of those games as well. So I think Herbert has the ability to take a hold of the backfield and run with it. Um, especially it's not going to be a position that they really need to go out and just get a lot of uh, players in the offseason either because we're seeing it with Montgomery now. He's kind of taking the reins on it, and Herbert's value has definitely dropped because he's not getting in the game, and Montgomery is just taking over. So uh, if if Herbert can definitely get into that role next season, uh, he is somebody that can win you some leagues possibly as well. Chef, I agree. I'm going to stash him as well. If everything you said, Montgomery looks great right now, but you got a new coach coming in, new system. If, if they wanted to not re-sign David Montgomery eventually, they have a guy right here who's on a rookie deal yeah. that they could run for a little bit. And I think he was a, a fifth-round pick, right? Something like fourth or Somewhere fifth. Around Somewhere around fourth, fifth, yeah. yeah. So he was a mid-round pick. So if they extended him, he's not going to cost them a lot of money. Mm-mm. So, you know, and we can see when he gets in the game, he's fantastic. He's great. So, yeah, I'm going to stash uh, – Khalil Herbert as well. Phil, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm stashing Khalil Herbert as well. It was one of my, my guys last year we were scouting. Mostly because we were, uh, me and Nate were going back and forth about him and Puka because it was the reason why he uh, how he transferred. But uh, from what we saw from Khalil Herbert, he was uh, he was very, very serviceable. And uh, seeing that we got him around the fourth round, third round in rookie drafts, 
it really paid dividends for a couple of weeks for us that can, you know, that pushes to the playoff so we can uh so we can wait until uh David Montgomery to come back. And uh, like Chef said, uh, it's gonna be new management. Maggie is on on the ledge waiting to just jump. So once he's gone and owners and and ownership decides to go with new management in the GM position, uh it's gonna be tough to to say that they're going to pay David Montgomery that money. So Herbert, maybe. So I would take a maybe as a stash for me. If the Bears get blown out this week and they don't fire Nagy, I would be highly <laughs> upset, to be honest. Do you, do you think there's any possibility that Nagy comes back next year? Hell if no. he does, I will not be a Bears fan for the next season. <laughs> I can promise you that. I'll have to find a, a new team. Just be a Cardinals fan. Sure, yeah, right. You know what I mean, right there. So, uh, Nate, what are you gonna do? You know, I kind of I kind of do want to stash uh, Khalil Herbert, but the way you guys are talking about him makes me want to pass, it makes me want to get rid of him and move on. Um, so David Montgomery, he has a whole nother year on his contract, and I don't know if I really want to wait till year three of Khalil Herbert to get the breakout. Um, I think by that point, you know, he'll have some competition from a new rookie or, you know, if they do say, re-sign David Montgomery. I, I don't really think he's uh, that great of a running back that they're going to, you know, be handing out a big contract to him. But David Montgomery is a very, very good running back who I think, you know, with another year on his contract, you know, he's not going to give up the workhorse load anytime soon. Uh, and like Shev was talking about, we've seen Herbert, you know, ever since Montgomery's been back, you know, it hasn't been like the Herbert's, in Montgomery show. I mean, it's, it's just the Montgomery show. Herbert hasn't become the one B of the backfield. So I'm going to, I'm actually going to pass on Khalil Herbert. Now uh, I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of tape, uh, out of college, looking at the tape um, though. Porkman was right. I mean, I always thought of him as very serviceable running back, just never had too much upside. And I'm going to stick with that. And especially with the guy in front of him. So I'm going to go ahead and pass with Khalil Herbert. All right. I love it. So I, I personally think you were passing on it just because Chev passed on yours and made it up. <laughs> That's what I think. There's no bad blood here. But I get it. I get it. So um, we'll move on to the last one. And this one has a little bit of Garrett Price influence in it. Um, I'm going to stash DJ right. Dallas. Actually, I have him in a bunch of spots. And I do. I know he hasn't gotten a ton of playing time, but you're just looking at the guys ahead of him. So Chris Carson... Uh, 2022 is he's under contract for. They can void 2023. Alex Collins is a free agent after this year. Rashad Penny is a free agent after this year. And Travis Homer is under contract as well. So next year, right now, all we have is Chris Carson. We see he's been battling injuries. Travis Homer is kind of just a guy. DJ Dallas has looked pretty good when he's gotten a chance. He didn't do anything last week, but he had been playing substantially um, before that. So I like his talent. I thought it was a good spot. I was hoping he would have gotten a little bit more play up until now. But if I have the space, he's definitely a guy that I am stashing. Uh, Pork, we'll start with you. Tell me what you think. As, as much as I, I love DJ Dallas's film, uh, I think it's a glaring issue that they brought in Adrian Peterson to come in and take snaps while DJ Dallas has that shot. Which tells me they I don't think they really believe that he can be that that guy. So I'm gonna have to pass on it. Only just due to that, to be honest with you. All right. And uh Porky, thank you for your time crude here. This has been Pork's last episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chef, what do you think? 
Yeah, so I'm I'm probably gonna pass as well. I think Agent Pierce is coming in. I mean, they're in win now mode apparently. So uh, it's <laughs> a little four and eight. Either. That sounds yeah. good. And not do it too hot, so they brought in the vet to, uh, to pick the team up. So uh, I like DJ Dallas. I think he he can do it all. I think he's a guy that's not selfish on the field as well. I think he's willing to play special teams. He's willing to do anything to get on the field. Uh, I mean, it's going to be telling. If the Seattle Seahawks draft somebody in the first three rounds, they're going to suck. Then if they draft somebody in the later rounds, they're going to be really good. So <laughs> that's that what is, I'm going to be looking for in the true. draft. That's, that's all I'm looking for in the draft. Nate, just so you know, this was really hard because these guys that we're trying to pick out here, roster cloggers and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? <clears throat> this was not easy for me to mm-hmm. do at all. But, um, Nate, what are your thoughts? Are you going to stash or pass DJ Dallas? Yeah, you know, DJ Dallas was one of my guys in that draft class. Um, a guy that I think, you know, received, you know, does well in the receiving game, but also can run up the middle. And he hasn't really produced. Uh, and like everyone's talked about, they brought in some other competition. Obviously, aren't showing a lot of faith in him. But I'm gonna stash him anyway, just because I love DJ Dallas, and he was, uh, you know, he was <laughs> the first prospect profile that I wrote up for Dynasty Nerds. So there's a, uh, it's it's very nostalgic for me to have DJ Dallas on my team. And you know what? He's out there on passing downs. You know, he got a couple points two weeks ago because you know he just got like five checkdowns on the last drive. Um, so. I mean, it's it's quite likely he has better production than JJ Taylor. So if I'm going to stash JJ Taylor, I'm stashing JJ <laughs> Taylor probably. For real. All right. Thanks. I love it. So that was stash or pass running back edition. Um, hopefully, you guys got some good stashes out of it, or some guys that uh, you know we helped you realize. We're just going to go ahead and move on. So now we're going to do a lightning round here, and um, I apologize. If it may seem I'm a little wonky, but having some computer issues. So right now I'm just looking at a black screen. Um, I can't see anything. So luckily Sean is back and he is uh, he's doing everything that I can for me. So the lightning round, here's how we're going to go. If I remember the layout, uh, the way it was, it was me, Pork, Chev, and Nate. So that's uh, the order that we're going to go. And actually, I'm not going to talk about these guys too much. It'll be real quick. We're going to start with Pork. Everybody gets 30 seconds to talk about these players. And it's going to be a stash or pass. Let's start with the first one. Got my stopwatch out right here. <laughs> Stasher pass, Zach Moss. Go. Zach Moss was one of my favorite people coming out of that draft class. And seeing that he went to Buffalo, Josh Allen took all the rushing. He hasn't looking good. He has some uh, healthy scratches. So he's a, definitely a pass for me. Okay. Look at that. 16 seconds. Perfect. And my screen is back so I can see all these lovely faces again. All right. Chev, Zach Moss, stash or pass? Go. Yeah, I think Zach Moss, he he played better this last game, but he has not done too much. A healthy scratch to Matt Breida, that is very worrisome for me. I love Zach Moss. I kind of liked him being a player sort of like Kareem Hunt, being able to catch balls out of the backfield and then being able to bounce off tacklers as well. I mean, he looked really, really good in college doing that but I'm going to pass as well. All right. 24.68 seconds. Look at this. Yeah. Perfect. All right. And Nate, stash or pass Zach Moss? Go. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to probably pass on Zach Moss. Uh, I was a kind of average on him coming out of college, but I kind of rode the high of Twitter and acquired a lot more Zach Moss than I probably should have. 
just because, you know, with the Bills landing spot, it wasn't a great landing spot, but there was no competition really with, uh, I didn't think Devin Singletary was really that much. So, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, like, yeah, Matt Breed is in, so I'm not going to trust anything here. I think the Bills are probably going to draft a running Done. back. <laughs> I was ending right there, so it's perfect. perfect. I'll just make this real quick. If I have him anywhere, I'm going to hang on to him. I can't get anything for him right now, so if he does anything of value, I'll try to move him then, even if it's next season. So uh, that's all I have to say. So my next one, stash or pass, Philip Lindsay, Porkman, uh, I like Philip Lindsay. I love that he, he runs hard. Um, I like the fact that he did go to Miami. He might get some playing time there, but for next year, they're definitely drafting a running back, and you can't really tell me otherwise. They went with Miles Gaskin. He got knocked in the dirt. He had one good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Can't trust him. Malcolm Brown was just killing you all year. So with Philip Lindsay, we just got to wait and see what he's doing. Um, wait for him to have um, a good game. And sell them. All right. <laughs> Chev, stash your pass, Philip Lindsay, and go. Philip Lindsay is 27 year old and he got waived by the Texans. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? It was getting rid of everybody. It was not <laughs> that was 6.81 seconds. And that was some of the best fantasy advice I've ever heard. 27 years old, waived by the Texans. I love it. That's incredible, man. Nate. Phil Lindsay's dash or pass go uh, undrafted. So there he doesn't even get the draft capital second chance going on. Um, yeah. The, the Brees Hall is going to one of these two teams in the NFL draft this coming year. So uh, I don't know what you're looking for with Philip Lindsay as much as I love him. It's a pass. Yeah. You know, it's technically third chance if you think about it, because Denver, Houston, Miami, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to, I'm probably, if I have many where I'm going to dump them at the end of the season, it's just one of those things. I drafted him so late anyway, wherever I have him, that I'm happy to just take the loss. Um, let's go to one of his teammates real quick, Phil Savan Ahmed, who we I think most of us liked coming out of the University of Washington, Stasher Pass, Porkman, go. No, you and Mike, we, uh, you and I, we, we liked him a lot coming out. I think because we was, got, had that Jacob Eason love. But Savannah, man, he I think he he does run well, but again, it's the same as Philip Lindsay. They're definitely drafting somebody, um, like a Brees Hall, a Spiller, or somebody is coming out of this draft. So that's a that's a pass from me as well. All right. We're passing on a lot of these guys. This is what I want. I didn't want where we're all just gonna keep these guys. So Chev, Savannah Med, stash your pass, go. Savannah Med out snapped by Philip Lindsay, 27-year-old who was cut by the Houston Texans pass. <laughs> Seven point nine two seconds. All right, so this is this is fantastic. Um, Nate, Savannah Med, stash or pass? Go. I didn't like him coming out of college. I don't like him now. There's I'm, there's nothing to like for me, <laughs> nor has there been. Pass. Getting replaced. All right, that was that was perfect. Um, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Unless I'm, I mean, my bench is so deep that I could just roster whoever I want and still have unlimited bench space. But he, he, unless he goes somewhere else and has a real shot to be his second running back, which I don't see happening, I'm going to pass on him as well. All right, the next one, um, who Porkman predicted to get a touchdown last weekend, and he got one carry for one yard. <laughs> Porkman, Ty Johnson, stash or pass, go. You're muted. 
but the Shoot, time is still good. it made me so mad. Tevin Coleman's not good at all. So I, I like Ty Johnson. He's a really good runner. I think I'm going. Actually, I might stash him. His uh, his running profile is really good, and uh, yeah, I'll keep him there. He might go. I don't know what his contract uh, details are, but I think anywhere he'll go if he gets the ball, uh, he's pretty efficient. So I think I'll stash him. All right, and Chev Ty Johnson stash or pass? Go. I liked what I've seen out of the backfield when he's catching the football. I think he has PPR potential for sure. So I'm going to stash him. He's probably the only guy I want to stash, though. The only guy you want to stash on this whole list, you think? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. So Chef's passing. Nate, Ty Johnson, stash pass. Go. So Ty Johnson is, I think, a very similar, uh, not skill set, but role to Michael Carter. So that's the issue for me here that he's on the Jets. He's under contract for another year after this. I think he just has too much in common with the role of Michael Carter to really be too relevant once Carter comes back. Uh, if he was on a different team, I'd stash, but with him being on the Jets, I'm going to pass. All right. I agree with Nate. And for those reasons, I'm going to pass as well. Um, okay. Let's go to the last one. Had to get this guy in here. Kylan Hill. The best running back for the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, he is on IR. Philip, are you going to stash or pass? Go. I am passing on Kylan Hill. Uh, Aaron Jones is still Aaron Jones. He got the extension. And uh, believe it or not, A.J. Dillon looks like a guy, as Bob Van Duzer would say. Um, he's actually running the way he's supposed to. So at least Kylan Hill um, with nothing, uh, special teams. So I'm going to pass. All right, and you're fired, Chev. Kylan Hill slash pass and go. So right now I have Kylan Hill actually stashed in our Dynasty Rewind League, just hoping that he can do something breakout-wise that I can sell to Mike for about four first-round picks. <laughs> and and three uh, fab dollars. Yeah, three fab dollars for sure. All right, I will give you four fab dollars for Kylan Hill. So <laughs> that is a semi-stash for Chev, I guess. And uh, Nate, <laughs> Kylan Hill stash pass, go. I'm going to stash because he's a rookie. He's on the Packers, and I still cannot think that A.J. Dillon's really that good. And Aaron Jones is injury prone? Not prone, but sees injuries. Um, you know, he hasn't handled a big workload. So there's going to be someone else running the ball. It's probably going to be A.J. Dillon. He's not as bad as I probably thought it was going to be, but I'll stash Kellen Hill. All right, perfect. And, of course, I'm going to stash him because why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay on brand. I'm going to stash the hell out of him everywhere I had him. I actually just traded for Kylan Hill yesterday. Yeah, you did. <laughs> a fourth? Yeah, it was, wow. It was with a fourth-round pick. Yeah. And three fab there dollars. Three fab dollars. Hey, listen, man, that fab money gets it done. That Monopoly money you're playing with, it gets it done. People see those dollar signs, and it makes them go crazy. So, listen, throw fab money in there. Yeah, it's a secret to success, man. <laughs> hey, okay. You don't get to take it to next season. That's all I know. See? Use it or lose it, like your virginity. I saw that on the 40-year-old version. <laughs> I love that movie. So speaking of things that we love, Chev, you got something before us before us before we head out of here? I do. Uh, so we're going to be in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Uh, so recently I've kind of just given everything to God, you know, just let him take care of kind of my worries, kind of my, my needs that I have. And 
he's really shown up big. He's shown out, man. He's really given me a sense of calmness in my life. Uh, it's actually helped me sleep better. Uh, so that's been really huge. Um, so just just give everything to God. I mean, also tell people what you're going through, too. I mean, if people don't know what you're going through, they can't help you out. And and that's something that's really helped me, too. Whenever I'm able to open up to people around me as well, I just feel like a monkey is off my back and I'm able to heal and start that process of just growing in my life. So give, give everything to God and also be willing to uh, talk to people. Let them know what you're going through. All right. Great words from a great man, Chev. Thank you very much. And thank you for everyone who listened in and the one viewer we had on Twitch or something. Twitter, StreamYard, figure it out. We used to have people chiming in and watching and stuff like that. We had zero comments on this live stream. Zero. Remember when people used to come in here and ask us questions? We'd hang out. It was a great time and I loved it and I missed it. Mm -hmm. I miss it dearly, just like I miss all of you. So until next time, everybody, for Chev, Nate, and Philip, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Sean, take us out of here. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.